Hi, and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Dan, Chris, and Lee. And I think we've had a theme tune tonight because we didn't last week. I don't, I, for don't. about 20 minutes. Yeah. Sorry, all the Uber Room fans out there. <laughs> yeah, both of you must be gutted. <laughs> <laughs> and no, Jeff, you're not getting any extra royalties. <laughs> you don't get any to begin with. No. Well, we've had a full week of testing. Well, we've had four days of testing. Which, is, have... a, which is a full week in F1 terms. Well, we unless have... you're Williams, then you've got a day and a half. A baker's week. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> a Williams week. Uh, it's definitely just four days. That's um, half a baker's week, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> yeah. But the, uh, we'd only had one day of testing when we podded last week. And you can't tell much from the first day of testing. Although, can you tell much from any of testing? Because, I mean, if you look at the fastest drivers over the whole four days, the fastest on the last day was Hulkenberg, wasn't it? Right at the end of the yeah. session, Hulkenberg put in the fastest lap for a Renault. Just a pip, Alexander Albon. Yeah, Albon had been fastest for the rest of the day. Daniel Kvyat was fastest one of the days. Yeah, and we had... Um, Kimi Raikkonen and... Was it Vettel on the first day? I can't remember. I can't even remember who was fastest. But Kimi was at the top at some point, Vettel was, mm. and no sign of a Mercedes near the top, but they just, testing for them is, you, definitely in the first week, let's go out, let's get as many laps in as we can, which is why they get both drivers doing all four days split. Yeah, I mean, they put in a, a monstrous amount of laps, nothing quite like, I think they, they got close to 200 laps on one day, and I think they would have done it, but they ran out of time. Uh, about 192 laps, I think they got. Bottas has said that they have a handling issue to sort out. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think everything's quite. It's. I know Mercedes are usually ones to keep the powder dry, but I don't think everything's quite as rosy as it usually is at this time of year for Mercedes. I think they. Easiest work keep your powder dry is put it in a sandbag. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think they don't well, know how mm, Ferrari are doing. It, it, that's a really bad analogy because you use sandbags to protect against flooding. So you wouldn't want to put your powder in a sandbag if you wanted it to stay dry. Okay, you put the powder behind a sandbag. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, Chris. No, no. Quite right. <laughs> Dan, but this Dan needed a dress. Yes. <laughs> These uh, factually correct <laughs> analogies are brought to you tonight by Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the uh, I, don't, I think Mercedes are a little bit worried as to. Oh, I think mean, I think they're quietly worried. You know, people are quietly confident. You, mm. you know, I think Mercedes are quietly worried about how good Ferrari are. But it's all. I mean, Bottas has said about the corrections as well. He said it doesn't matter how you correct Ferrari's times for tires. Or you know fuel loads, they are they are fast. They are very fast. I mean, yeah, they've they've clearly got a better package than than they had at this time last year. Um, only Mercedes. Well, let's let's be honest. They started the season with the best car last year as well. Yeah, they yeah. did, and they blew they blew away everybody in testing last year as well. Mm. If you remember, I think Ferrari were fastest on every day apart from one in testing. Um. We have seen a couple of quick laps from Mercedes, and it didn't. There was no massive worry. The biggest worry for Mercedes, I think, over testing was the fact that Hamilton was on a super quick lap, which looked like being the fastest of a particular day, and Robert Kubica was going very slow in the last sector, (laughs) which forced Hamilton wide. Um, Robert Kubica was going very slow on all those laps because he was carrying about three three extra tons of metalwork on all the sensors that he had, which. To be honest, I've seen smaller wings on a jumbo jet. Yeah, but well, Williams got there eventually, didn't they? They did. A, they did a day, well, nearly two days of running, 
It wasn't quite two days because they managed, they managed 23 laps on the Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. After they finally got the car there. Yeah. And um, then obviously they got the full day in on Thursday. Yeah. George Russell said the car gave him a special feeling. I think it meant, you know, it's moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either that or there's some serious engine vibration problems. And there, there has been um, there has been speculation, completely unfounded, that that Williams are so far behind with development of this car that they may not make uh, the grid in Australia. But they've they've moved to just destroy that completely and have guaranteed that that, that, make that is a load of bollocks. Yeah, yeah they're guaranteed they'll make. I mean, if I mean, they're not, not talking make the grid in Australia, what are they fucking testing? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but yeah. They, when Manor didn't make the grid in yeah. Australia, they didn't test. I, exactly, could, I yeah. could have accepted that. If remember that year that um, Force India ran the previous, previous year's car year's with car a new wing on it, up, updated. Yeah. yeah, if that had happened, I could maybe buy that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. We didn't do a show about it. Honest, it never existed. <laughs> <laughs> Might be one of the first shows we did. Yes, it was. Yeah. Was it really? Yes. Wow, well remembered. I, I am going to. I'm going to resurrect the hard drive from that laptop, and I'm going to find. The three, um, two or three unbroadcastable pilot shows we did. I'm bagging them up for patrons. Edited highlights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of which there are none. Edited lowlights. Yes. Of which there are many. Yes. Back when I had a big old creaky chair to sit in. <laughs> and a small house. And a small house. And we only had one microphone between the three of us, and it was pre-Dan. Mm, it was pre-Dan. Yeah. PD. <laughs> How many episodes PD? Was it like? Can't remember. Fifteen. Thir- yeah, fifteen, yeah, twenty some, episodes. Somewhere in the, somewhere in the mid-teens, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You and your bloody holidays. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I I wasn't here. I didn't choose to keep him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we uh, can we can we know anything really from 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 the first test? Are, are we gonna we, find out anything in the second? I test? I think we know Ferrari are good. I think we know Renault have made a step forward. The Renault-powered cars. How big a step? Well, I know I just mean like the team, team Renault. Yeah. yeah. How big a step forward? That's the that's the question. Daniel Ricciardo did an interesting test of his own whilst mm. he was out in in, in the Renault. Mm. He decided he would see how easy it was to follow a car that was doing a quick lap. Mm. He said, "Quite easy. Well, yeah, wasn't that bad." That I got quite close to them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it, it, I think these regs have made it easier to follow. I am. Um, I'm. I'm quietly wondering whether that Renault might be snapping on with the, the Red Bull. You know. I think. The you'll, I think you'll see Renault. I think Red Bull will have fallen back into the pack a little bit with the with their Honda. Power Do you think unit. so? Yeah, just just a little. I mean, I think the power's there. Well, if they, if they fall back, I think I think Renault might overtake them. Sorry, I mean to. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I think that. I think the. The reliability's there with Honda, but I, I'm worried that when they go to do. Rate when we're worried that when they go racing, they're they start, start knocking yeah. the engine down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I think maybe what you've got going on in testing with Toro Rosso putting in really fast laps mm. and with the Red Bull not really being there for speed but being there for big numbers. Yeah. Dear Toro Rosso, try and break it. Yeah. Do your best to break yeah. this engine. Get Toro Rosso running the quali sims. Red Bull run the race sims. Um, effectively, you're getting 
four engine tests with a price of two doing the same thing. Of course, the teams are going to share the data. Yeah. Or Honda's going to share the data between the teams. Ob- obviously, the um, it's a first test and we can't really tell anything right right now. But Gasly isn't quite looking the replacement for Ricardo. Not instantly. But again, it's difficult to tell the drivers what setups they were running, what... Mm issues they were having because we don't get team radio either do we for, he did crash for, for the tests yeah he crashed Lando Norris put it in the gravel mm. slowest slowest and strangest crash in a long time mm. Gasly's crash no Norris's he was, oh, only, Norris's. he was only doing about 25 miles an hour in the back end twitch and he just drove straight mm. into the fence mm, fair enough seems a bit oh, it's, it's a very strange place to crash there isn't it turn five in, it in was Spain. he explained what what that was it was um it was tires he was say he said the the brakes and the tires were really cold and he said, the, he, um, with the 60 mile an hour, they were, they were go, going out. He had to drive. Was it, was it six? Yeah, he had to drive at 60 mile an hour. And he said, you, won't, you wouldn't believe how scary it is driving a Formula One car at that speed. He said, because you've got no downforce, nothing's up to temperature. He said, and you just turn the wheel and the car keeps going in yeah. a straight line. Yeah. <clears throat> also, the, the shiny tires was picked up by a podcast listener. I noticed. Yes, mm, the new Pirelli chrome molds to make the tires look shinier and mm. has no effect on performance. Apparently, although did anyone notice there were actually six tire compounds being used in testing because they had a completely unmarked development tire that came out usually in about the last half hour of the day. All right. I didn't see that. No, I did notice that. Obviously, clearly, all the fastest tires were put in on the softest tire. They look nice. You know, the shiny, shiny, mm. shiny tyres. They look like old nice. Formula 1 tyres. Yeah, they do look like old Formula 1 tyres. Within about three laps, you can't actually tell anymore. Mm. But it, it's, it, it looks good on the grid. Mm-hmm. I did notice that um, blistering is still appearing to be a major problem, especially it was on one of the Red Bulls that I saw. I can't remember if it was uh, Gasly or Verstappen. Mm. But there was huge blistering on the left front Late on in a session, I, we're, talk, we're talking at like a full ring around the centre of the. Yeah, uh, I didn't see. I didn't see blistering on like like that on anything else then. So that might be quite worrying for Red Bull. Mm. It's not that. It's it's uh, drivers. It will reward drivers who are smoother inputs. You know, drivers with smoother inputs. Your Sergio <laughs> Perez's and your yeah, but are Daniel we not? Ricardo's. Are we not? Are we not bored? <laughs> are we not bored of watching the slowest drivers win races? <laughs> It's not that no, because they're not slow. They're smooth. Jensen Button wasn't slow. He's no, very I smooth. know that. Well, uh, Mark got... Webber's the same. Mark Webber wasn't slow. He was very smooth. But you get you know drivers like Lewis Hamilton. You know he's adapted a little bit. For, uh, you know the last few years. Um, Max Verstappen. He's he's quietly really good at keeping his tires together now. Hamilton. Ma- uh, Hamilton. Sorry, yeah. He just used to shred them, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. Max is a. Uh, He's a shredder. He's yeah. a racket round. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's what I mean. You know, the, the 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 kid who literally the kid who stamps his foot on the accelerator as soon as he gets out of the corner. Mm. You know, that's that's who it's gonna it's gonna affect, and those those drivers are gonna have to adapt their style a little bit more. But I, I know what you mean. You know, should you be punished for being aggressive? Well, there's aggressive and there's too aggressive, isn't there? Mm. Um, it'll be interesting to see how how the tires pan out. But I don't want this whole season to be us talking every week about the tires. No, I, I, I think it bores everyone, including me. Yeah, I when, think you think there has to. <laughs> there's going to have to be something really, really fucking interesting for it to be a tire conversation this year. Yeah, other podcasts about rubber are available. Yeah, what you saying? Some about, of them are about tires. <laughs> what you're saying about Renault making an, an, an improvement power-wise? I think the, <clears throat> the McLarens as well with the Renault power. Like they, when they put the power down, mm. they appeared to be 
pretty on it. But I'm not sure. On on day one, they were looking very, very impressive. But over the whole week, they were day one and day two. They the, did the fast lo- times. Their long run pace wasn't there apparently. No, for the, which is what I've, what looks like they were running on day three and day four. Mm. But when they went for single lap pace, it looked like they had decent power. So if the Renault power unit has stepped up, that will be more prominent in the Renault works mm. team. I hope so because um, McLaren need to be, if they're in the mid pack, really, it's McLaren. When you look at what they've got behind them. If they, if they are just going to be in the mid-pack, they really should be leading it. Um, Haas look <clears> odd. Because Haas look like a quick car, but it looks incredibly difficult to drive and incredibly easy to crash. And very unreliable as well. Yeah. There was a lot of, a lot of small things breaking Lots of spins, lots yeah. of spins and offs. and Yeah, but that could just be Grosjean. No, but it was Magnussen as well. I mean, yeah, but that, that's what I mean. If you've got a car that's... Um, fast but temperamental. Yeah, and you've got a driver which is fast but temperamental. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you'd want the car to rein them in, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, yeah, that seems. I, I, f- I think Haas might go backwards a little. I don't know what you mean into a, into a barrier or. <laughs> oh yeah, backwards, <laughs> sideways, upside down, like through another car. Mm. Over possible world champions, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, the 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 possibilities for how that car could end up in a hundred pieces is limitless. Yeah, absolutely, I, I don't I don't know. There's been there's been one thing taken away from uh, from that equation this year. Wasn't it a couple of races for Grosjean? Well, no, there's no Eri- <laughs> there's no Ericsson to blame it on. No, this well, <laughs> I don't, I don't think Ericsson Ericsson has the blame when it comes to Grosjean, but it's I, I fear that maybe Hass's um, lack of for want of a better word, like, like a commitment in finding like a driver, a driver lineup, and you know, like really backing themselves might hurt them this year. I, I think they've they've been brave rather than trying to be, um, you know, quite conservative and do what they know works. I, I think, think they've they've been conservative with drivers though, haven't they? No, but I mean conservative with the Not car design and the. Pietro Fittipaldi got a couple of runs last mm. week. Um, it was meant to be in the car. Didn't get a drive though. It was meant to be in the car tubes. Well, I got oh, super yeah, license. Yeah, super license. Yeah. No, but that's what I mean. I, I'm still <coughs> amazed uh, Grosjean had a drive this year. Mm. I think I find that ridiculous. Well, the only other one that was available was Ericsson. And really, he, I don't think he'd go there after being blamed for Baku. Uh, I think he'd have gone there to stay in mm-hmm. Formula One, but I, I don't they know. Could, could potentially have had Verline unless he's still. He's hooked to Mercedes. Mm. No, he's Ferrari which, which man he now. Isn't. Ferrari, yeah. Ferrari have him now. Yeah, I think there's probably there's probably if he sat down and wrote a list out, there's probably a good list of drivers that they probably could have had that isn't Grosjean. Yeah, um, I think that that the car design. I think Haas has gone for slightly something something a bit braver, and they, they've taken a risk trying to get up a little bit. You know, trying to push to the head of that midfield. Mm. Um, so what they've what they've ended up with is a car that's really fast, but but as I said before, temperamental. It doesn't. They don't know how it's going to behave, and you know, the drivers don't know how it's going to behave in circles. And they're now a Ferrari customer as well, yeah, rather than the favourite son. So it's going to be. So it. What you might end up with is a is a Haas that's super quick, and, you know, able to put in quite good single lap pace, but. Yeah, the back end might just snap away at any point and cause everybody 
really big problems. Mm. It so sounds to, to me like a recipe for even more binary results. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. about to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what you're going to end up with is, is binary results where one week, I don't know, Monza, for example, where it's quite difficult to, well, I say quite difficult, but it's not a very twisty circuit. Monza, which is quite, quite a quick circuit, Haas could be right up near the, near the top end and then the following week, you know, Haas are, you know, both in the barrier at turn one. Suzuka, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, I, I think they're going to they're gonna have problems with that car and it might take them a little while to iron it out. But my other issue with the Haas is if they do that, are they going to have to back off the pace in order to preserve results and cars and, you know, do you know what I mean? M- Magnussen was reasonably solid last year so yeah but i mean are you going to end up with a slower car because if they do push it slightly to its limit then it just snaps and then you've got oh, no, maybe you they, can't race. maybe who so, knows no nobody wants a slow car because no. yeah, magnus because it's magnus unsafe was, when it's quick magnuson was solid last year because he had a reliable car under mm. him because you know that has didn't really suffer from a great number of mechanical problems and what we saw last week was a variety of things, mm. you know. Uh, I think there was three times the stops on track because of um, because of fuel pressure problems or fuel pump issues. You know, that's not what you need. No, it is. Also, I think that I know, I know people get all excited about the black and gold livery on cars, but I think the Haas looks rubbish. It just it it, it doesn't. We've, yeah, we went over this, didn't we? When that one podcast, it was it the one that Lee missed. It I feel, think it was. It yeah, feels yeah. like they pinch somebody else's livery. Well, they yeah, have. They, I, they, I know they, they pinch Lotus's livery, but it's just it's, it's unimaginative, isn't it? It is I mean? unimaginative. Yeah. I mean, given the fact like the they've got a sponsor in Rich Energy, there, you'd think Rich Energy would have preferred to slap their own identity on Formula One rather than. Well, they have because. You look at a can of rich energy, and it's very minimal. It's black with a gold logo yeah, on it. Yeah, but the, the, that it didn't need to be the same as a Lotus. Even just make the side pods gold. Yeah, it wouldn't look like a Lotus. Do it would like, still be the colours. Yeah. It'd still hop back to the Lotus, have but a, have look a black like a car. different design. Have a black car with a big, like the other you know, rich energy logo. Yeah, like sp- sp- half across the back. Of the car, yeah, or the that would look really nice. Exactly. Which, which apparently is a, um, a stylized deer because the rich and rich energy stands for Richmond. I thought which, it was a deer, which is a park, mm. which is a park in Surrey with lots of deer. It looks like when you see the cans of rich energy, it looks like a drink that somebody would have bought in Blade Runner. Yes, it's, I agree. Yeah. yeah, no, I bought mine in the hooded ram. That's close. <laughs> Although, having said that, do you remember Burn, the energy drink that used to sponsor Lotus? Mm. I had a can of that when I went to Italy some years ago. And it literally kept me awake for 12 hours. Yeah. I was flagging a little bit because it was a like hot country. Drinks. And I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's really warm. It's mm. August. It's 30 degrees all the time. I'm, I'm really tired. Had a can of Burn and at about half past two in the afternoon and half past two the following morning, just still wide awake. <laughs> I'm almost I need convinced. To sleep at some point. <laughs> I'm almost convinced I haven't had a drink of any energy drink in a good like at least twenty years. Well, I know that's bollocks because we've done taste tests of um, oh, two, no, a whole two different can. energy drinks on this show. Kubica, Kubica, and Lewis Monster. I, I did. I have the Lewis one. Yep. But I remember having a taste of both of them. I, I just don't like them. I mean that. That. But that's what I mean. Like a, no, they were both shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But that, no, they just taste like energy drink. Energy drink is a shit taste. 
No, um, no Lewis one tastes of energy drink and artificial fruit flavour. Right, okay. Yeah, the Lewis one's especially shit. Mm. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah. Yeah, just no. Apparently that's the most popular monster selling monster drink, though. The Lewis what flavour. I prefer the Rossi one. Yeah, same here. Still got a few cans in. I might be allowed to drink them again. <laughs> going back to... Going, Formula One. Going back to Formula One, rather than Formula One product placement. <laughs> um, we, have, we have to look at the situation at Williams. No car, until, no car at the circuit until the early hours of Wednesday morning. Min, minimal running on the Wednesday. Um, massively slow laps with the amount of extra mm-hmm. aero testing parts that were put on there. And the fun, they, they did get 100 extra kilometres in on uh, Saturday, I think it was, because they had a filming day at Barcelona. And there were whispers that they found another couple of issues with the car. Okay. Which I think it's a good thing that they found them out during a filming day rather than testing, because mm. all being well, that means they won't lose any time this week because the first test starts Tuesday morning. Yeah, but... As I say, it's very difficult to know from testing. Was, we were saying last week, Braun didn't turn up for the first test and then were, turned up for the second test back in the days when you had three tests mm-hmm. and turned up at the second test and blew everyone away. Yeah. Um, yes, but again, they'd put a new engine in the back. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying Williams are going to do the same thing, but... Um, yeah. I'll, I'll reserve judgment on what that car is going to be like until we've seen the, this test. But at the minute, it definitely looks like that's what's going to be propping the grid up. You'd think if they were late for the test because they come up with something that was mm-hmm. really going to help the car, and so they'd said, right, stop production, we're going to do this instead. Yeah, It's really going to help us, guys. They would have said something about that, wouldn't they? Mm. They're, they're not going to say, oh, yeah, it's a bit embarrassing. They'd say, no, there's there's reasons for this. I think Don't the whole, worry. The whole outfit seems fucked, doesn't it? You know, you've got this... There's very little positivity coming out of the team. You know, even the even the idea of like getting on the track and getting the last two days of testing on, it still felt like a failure rather than a no, we got the car to the first test sort of thing. Um Yeah, but if they were claiming that as a success, then no, we no, would but be really worried. There should have been an Eric Boulier moment. There should have been somebody damage controlling the the narrative that comes out of the team. And instead they pushed Claire Williams out in front of the microphones to yeah. say, sorry guys, but we're not going to be ready in time. Said this joke on Twitter, I'm going to say it again, that woman has taken more passes than Ronaldo. <laughs> um, it's just not, it's not, it's not right. I, 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 it's no, it can be no fucking um, coincidence that when Pat Simmons left Williams, Williams falls apart and everything's getting pointed towards Paddy Lowe. And I don't believe that one of the key guys for Mercedes that got them to the point where they were winning world championships has suddenly forgot how to do his job. Well, don't, don't, not just that, but remember Paddy Lowe worked at Williams once before when he was Nigel Mansell's race engineer during his world championship winning season. And McLaren as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he the glory what... days of McLaren had a Paddy Lowe in it. Yep. Lewis Hamilton um, World Championship was yeah. in, a, in a team that had Paddy Lowe somewhere in the hierarchy. I don't think he was quite at the top at that point, but he was strategy engineer mm. or something. So, so there's something there. There's something not right with that team. I, we'll never know because it's 
it's behind closed doors. Paddy appears to not be a public figure anymore as well. No. I mean, he was never any good in front of the cameras anyway. But. He's going to be talking to the media on Thursday, I think, after mm. testing's finished. Yeah, because yeah, he, he was due to he was due to have a press conference last week, which got cancelled at the very last minute. Mm-hmm. That was because all the rumours surrounding his future. He probably didn't want to talk about his future and wanted to talk about something else, which the press conference was probably actually called for. Mm. It's, like, it's kind of like... You know, when when something political happens at the moment in the UK and all anybody wants to talk about is Brexit. Can you ask me about, about the reason I'm actually here? <laughs> yeah, must get, yeah, must get frustrating. Yeah. Must, must be annoying for Paddy Lowe. Mm. Everyone's like, oh, it's a press conference with Paddy Lowe. Is he going to quit? I've heard rumours about it. No, I want to talk about the car. Yeah, Paddy, we don't think... Cause people are just going to ask you questions about your future. Well, I'm not doing it then. Yeah. No, I can completely understand that. Hopefully he doesn't leave Williams because... I, th- I think he's good for that. Team. I think they're going to be in more trouble if he does leave. I think they're in quite a bit of trouble anyway. I mean, being sponsored by a mobile company that hasn't made any mobiles yet. But well they, done. Yeah, they do seem to be in need of a big change. Hmm. Um, I, I think I think the whole team infrastructure is just shafted from the ground up. Lee said, "If they don't have a pre-pod, I don't say? think it's the ground up. I think it's from the top down." Like that, that team has been in Formula One for a long time. It's not like we hear... I know there's been a few few people leave and stuff like that, but when you look at the facilities Williams has and the members, members of that team that must still be there from when they had the second best car on the grid with Massa and Bottas in it, mm. those people are still in that team. The only thing that's changed is the leadership. I think they're trying to be a Garage Easter team. Mm. In a Formula One where you can't do that anymore. Yeah, probably, possibly. Um, but, I mean, can't you? When you... They're essentially the same as Red Bull. I mean, not now, because obviously Red Bull's tied up with Honda. But Red Bull were a customer team. That Fair, fair enough, they had, they, they've got Adrian Newey, which you're, you always get like... 10 plus on your speed points if it's top trumps when you've got Adrian Newey in. Um, Red Bull have a difference in that they've got a budget. Oh, they've got a load of money, yeah. But I don't I don't think it's impossible to do what they're doing. And they've landed the what what has been the best engine in Formula One for a long time. I I can't understand how. I mean, don't get me wrong, I realise building a Formula One car is an incredibly fucking confusing thing to do. But I don't expect them to win world championships, but I don't understand why they can't build a car as good as a Toro Rosso, for instance. Why can't they? Why can't they go down that road of right? Look, we're not we're not going to be able to have the best aero. We're probably not going to be the best chassis. If we can just do sixes all round on this car, then at least we can go through the year like scraping points up here and there. I think they can't do that because Toro Rosso are allowed to do that. Toro Rosso Toro's is a bad example. Yeah, they're a junior yeah. team. Um, but I don't, Haas isn't a bad example. Force India. Force India is not a bad example. Racing point as they are now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that made the made the most of what they of what they had with a lower budget than Williams, allegedly so. Mm-hmm. Um, but and not now. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, and uh, well, uh, and ended not, up going bankrupt. Ended up going bankrupt. Summer Williams's money is now in. That team. I I blame a pirate 
and not the team for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Home tapings killing Formula One. <laughs> What's the Racing Point chassis actually called? The RPO1? Um, it's on our website. Is it? Yes. Or is it the LS01? I'm, I, if it is, I take that as a great compliment. The LS01. <laughs> I was thinking more Lawrence Stroll than Lee Stevens, but... Yeah, but you, you'd be wrong. Um, <laughs> and yeah, thanks. Thanks, Loz. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't think Liam should be where they are, and I, 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 I can't help but think, uh, in the world we're in at the minute and the climate we're in, with the, what people can say about certain things, that if Claire Williams was called Clive Williams, she wouldn't be getting such an easy ride of what's going well, on. Well, there is RP nineteen, RP nineteen. Okay, so that's racing point in the year of manufacture, original, right. Like the meme with all the Ferrari names, that, mm. that was a good one. But the uh, I think Williams have got all sort of starry eyed looking at what Force India were doing. I, I, I getting fourth place. I think you're overthinking of it. Let's not like their team boss is the person that during qualifying when they had a car in Q3, I think, didn't they? At this, at this point, instead of paying attention to what was going on in the garage and what was going on the track, was texting someone about. Fucking overalls. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Could you imagine a, a, a Maurizio Rivabene to uh, with Vettel out on track going, well, I didn't like the way Mario had his uh, shirt knocked tucked in this morning. It's crazy. Yeah, I know what you mean. But the... That that's why I think Williams are, are, are refusing, you know, not refusing as such, but aren't looking at anything other than themselves, and they keep everything internalized because they've got. Like, because well, the problem has got Williams behind it, so yeah, you, they can't but, say it because she's his daughter. But Force India did what Force India did, and Williams still believe that they can do that job, but better. The truth is, they can't. Yeah, I uh, think they. I think they could. I think they've got the. I think they've got the personnel power. I think they just need run better. I think Williams and McLaren have yeah. the same problem, which is that they, they are still living in an old school world. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look at just thinking about it. There, McLaren's last successes were essentially as a Mercedes customer team. Yeah. Uh, as like the de facto factory team for Mercedes before Mercedes became their own team and then you've got Williams's last real successes okay they won a race in 2012 um their last real successes were when they were a BMW factory team essentially mm. let's be honest um you know, to the point where they were blue and white yeah this, this uh, is also another reason why it's really bad news that these engine regulation changes didn't come in for 2021 because you know and scared new engine manufacturers away because while you have the three engine manufacturers in Formula, well, sorry, there's four, but while you have three of three of the four engine manufacturers in Formula One that have their own teams, there is always going to be a conflict of interest with their yeah. customers winning races. Yeah, there is. Yeah, um, it's that could have been fixed with a VW and an Austin Martin a little bit. For me, that's worrying for Formula One. Oh, I, I think I do. I like. Well, what was I saying before the pod? Looking at looking for some stuff for the for the uh, for Formula One stuff. Yeah, I, I found uh, the popular Twitter account F One in the nineties, 
and it was a picture of Bertrand um, Bertrand Gasho and Ukio Katayama in their in their ninety two Larousse, mm. and the numbers on the car were twenty nine and thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a couple of years ago, we had eighteen cars on the grid. Yeah, it's crazy. And do you know what? What reminds me of what's going on with Formula One right now? It's a bit like Brexit. Because the whole no, the whole thing like has, cake. No, the whole thing has been smothered in petrol, and we're driving towards a fire. A fire, and no one's talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Williams trying to keep things internalized. Are we all in the in the in the same boat now? It's just like Claire Williams, obviously the family, but. Maybe they should bring somebody in, in the same, who can run us in the same boat. Team. I've been varnishing this bad boy for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're all there now. Though, I, I set the cabins up. I put your names on the bunks. I, I knew you'd arrive. <laughs> Lee is Noah, who was building the ark. Well, the beard's long enough these if, days. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> well, not necessarily. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the... Uh, Sorry, my mind's gone to terrible places. <laughs> Has it got something to do with I believe I can fly? No, not oh, quite. Okay. But... No, it's, it's that baseball pitch he's got in his back garden that's never yeah. been used. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've totally lost my train of thought now. <laughs> toot toot. But we're all on the same boat, aren't we? That, that Claire Williams, whilst keeping the Williams name in Formula One, because let's be honest, Frank can't make all of the races now and he can't really run the team. Claire probably needs to look at bringing somebody in who can run the team. Well, I think that's what... Um, while she's the public Smedley face. was for originally. Do you think that's what Paddy Lowe's job essentially is? Or? I don't know, because he's not really the team leader, is it? They they needed a Toto Wolf. I tell you what, there's another one as well. The, uh, well Toto we, went the other way around. He left Williams and went to Mercedes. No, no, yeah, but we... Um, we don't know how. What clearly that man can run a fucking team. We don't know how instrumental he was like then. Now, if it was the other, way, if it had gone the other way, and not Mercedes, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does make you wonder because he was there during that Pat Fry time as well. It makes you wonder how instrumental he was in whipping the team together too. Yeah. Yeah. Was it about twenty thirteen? Was it that that Toto left? 2012, 2013. Well, that felt like it came so out of left field, didn't it? You know, like Total Wolf, you saw him there. We we knew he was involved with Bottas and stuff, something yeah. like that. And there was some money that was going into Williams through him. And then all of a sudden, oh, he's the boss of Mercedes. Well, yeah, yeah didn't, didn't he own ten percent of the team? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he it, had it, to it, sell it. Yeah, it, it, uh, wasn't that part of the thing when um, when Bottas came on board? That he had to sell his remaining stake in Williams. I think so. Yeah. I think he's still under minimal shareholding up until yeah. uh, up until two years ago. So, yeah, it's 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 dire straits for Williams. It's a shame. I mean, I I do worry, like genuinely worry, that this is the last season for Excuse Williams me. in Formula One before they go up for sale. Before they go up for sale or go bankrupt or you know the uh, or even not because obviously you've got the Williams technology side. So I don't think they're the team that's going to go bankrupt, but. Like you say, they could go up for, up for sale. Sell, sell off the Formula One team and yeah. keep the technology. It turns into it turns into Jordan. You know, when Jordan was up for sale, where you had Midland Spiker. Yeah, well, yeah. no, no. Even before that, when it was still at Jordan, and you were looking at the car, and there was like no advertising on it. It was a basic shell 
of what the yeah. rules said a Formula One car had to be. Mm. Uh, and it, it, so at that point, when it was just that yellow car going around the track, it was a driving sandwich board for itself, wasn't it? Essentially, yeah. It was just like, come and buy me, everyone. Mm. But the um, it just had the Jordan logo on it, didn't it? On the on the top of the car. Yeah, yeah. But the uh... yeah, but that was because in in the space of space of one season, they got screwed over by Vodafone and Honda. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because Vodafone switched to uh, switched to McLaren at the last minute, and Honda switched and Honda switched to BAR team. Yeah. I think Williams's best hope is to do something similar to to what they've done before with the. Uh, you know they've got to become a, a de facto factory team if not a factory team now okay it didn't work out there wasn't there's not enough factories now though but what i mean is they're going to have to bring in somebody else can they coax bmw back into formula one very probably doubtful not. probably not very doubtful, very doubtful. Can, I, they, can they I, look at maybe i think what they might need to do is do what um do what racing point have done and coax a multi-billionaire organization into it yeah, but the thing with Racing Point is they were doing well. Like Lawrence Stroll bought himself an operation that was running well with very little money. So he knows that just by giving them a bit more money, everything should just work a little bit easier. And they might not have been in as the troubles that they were in if VJ Malia had done mm. everything yeah. legally. Well done as well, guys. Like give us a pat on the back for everyone for going for just calling them Racing Point without a stutter or a stammer. I called them false India before. Oh, damn it. I think I did as well, actually. But Fuck I was it. referring to the team as they were previously. Yes. When they yeah, yeah, the yeah. The team previously but, known as But referring India. to them now, this year, that, that's just been a few racing points thrown into the table. Like yeah. it. Keep it up, guys. Good hustle. Sport pacer racing point. <laughs> well, technically, sport pacer racing dot full stop point. Point. Mm. Mm. Full stop might be quite apt. Who knows, though? I mean, I see... Worst looking car on the grid, by the way. They could they they could drag it all back together and then be in like the back end of the pack, but yeah. but at least fighting by the end of the test. Oh, I'd love it if everybody was bunched together. If it was, you know, if Williams are at the back, but they're half a second behind whoever's at the front. Yeah, that's brilliant. But you know, the we're looking like kind of Mercedes Ferrari again, aren't we? Out front, really. Let's be honest. And then behind that. Nobody knows. We're not even sure that Red Bull are going to be the third best team because it just doesn't... Nothing, just, nothing just, obvious just, has panned just out. Just say Honda. Just say Honda. Yeah, because Honda. <laughs> it doesn't look like you know, anything's going to pan out. So, I mean, you could, it could be that Williams are the third best team. It's unlikely. It's unlikely. It, I mean, by, the, by, the, by the end of Thursday... Williams were putting in comparable times to what the other teams were doing by the end of Tuesday. I think they, so, were, they were in low fuel to flatter to to take some of the heat away from the I did up. look at this, and when George Russell set his fastest time on Thursday, he wasn't using the softest tyres, which also says not low fuel either. Uh, does so, it? Are you sure? Yeah, because if he was, was using the medium tyres, then you're not looking at a quality sim. I don't think they're doing a quali sim. I think <laughs> I think they threw the car out with no fuel on it, so they put a quick lap time in. Not not for quali sims. No, just, I, I looked. I looked at some just of for his, embarrassment. I looked at some of his previous times, and there was there was about a ten or fifteen lap run that he did. Well, that's not. And too they bad. were all in the in sort the, of in the mid one twenty ones. Well, I do hope so. I mean, like I see, 
I mean, just the fact Russell's in the car as well. You know, I want that car to be good for him to show what he's capable of doing. Um, is the best thing that could happen for Williams is for George Russell to be like a second clear of Kubica all the time. That and that to hopefully coax Mercedes into helping out. Possibly, I mean, we've we spoke about Mercedes having a customer team before, didn't we? Like mm-hmm. a second team, much like Ferrari are doing with Alfa Romeo, and much like um, you know Toro Rosso have been for years now under Red Bull. Uh, it looked like Mercedes were going to buy Manor, didn't it, at one point, or at least invest heavily in yeah. Manor, and then Manor was just like, "Oh no, mm-hmm. we're folding. This isn't a thing. We're gonna, we have to go." Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's. If they are going to do it, they need to do it. I think the talks need to happen now. It worked for Sauber. Yeah, it worked brilliantly for Sauber. I mean, I can't think of a Mercedes uh, sub um, company that they could become, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, like BMW Williams. HWA. Yeah, well, well, that's that's not really a... It's a Mercedes-run racing team... Well, it's I don't, I don't H- think it has H- to be that close. HWA are if they effectively run Mercedes Formula E team and um, DTM, DTM, and coming into WEC as well. But, but you can't buy an HWA car, whereas you can buy an Alfa Romeo. I don't, I don't even yeah. think it needs to be so that close. Mercedes would have to be smart, wouldn't it? Yeah, essentially speaking, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think their Mercedes would be merely looking after their future possible driver no, got it i know exactly what happens renault by by williams and they become dacia <laughs> <coughs> i'll just start choking yeah why not <clears throat> or nissan <laughs> kia kia formula one team <laughs> no unlikely or Sang Yong buy into it just to try and get another South Korean Grand Prix. I don't want to ever see another South Korean Grand Prix. I am with Flood. Yeah. I don't miss and it. I never said that was a good idea. I would prefer to see a North Korean Grand Prix first just for shits and giggles. Oh, um, did you say it happened? <laughs> Kim Jong-un won. <laughs> <laughs> just like that 2014 World Cup match where North Korea drew 1-1 with Brazil. <laughs> Did it, well, they didn't. They lost. Do you not remember my the, idea? The TV coverage stopped in North Korea when the score was one-one. <laughs> do, do, do you not remember my idea for a for a Korean Grand Prix, which co- which covered both North and South, but both sides of the track mirror each other, but so you just split it up into two separate sectors. But even though they're exactly the same, the sector times for North Korea would be like one point five seconds faster than South. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they couldn't have a Formula E race there because you wouldn't be able to get any E in the north. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about McLaren a great deal yet. We did a little. Yeah, but it's one of our podcasts. It's not, there's not a lot to talk about, though, is there? James Key's starting his job. Yeah, that's good. Fi- After the fi- first race. Finally sorted out. Yeah, he's going to be starting the uh, the week the week after the, the Australian the Grand Prix. The week after the Australian Grand Prix. Means he can stop leaving USB sticks behind bricks. <laughs> <laughs> and just walk in to the... Yeah, it's it's a bad time because, I mean, late March apparently is the sort of prime time for getting your garden sorted out for the rest of the year. Oh, mm. no. He's going to finish his gardening leave at the wrong time. <laughs> he can't do anything with your garden in winter and he's been on leave this whole time. 
that's Helmut Marko s- stabbing him in the mm-hmm. back one last time. Yeah. Tell you what, it shows how, how important Toro Rosso think he is to keep him tied up and tied up and tied up until the season starts. Yeah. Right? Now you can have him. We've, we've done After as much the first as we race. can. Yeah. 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 The, um, I mean, this, this has been going on since October. It was before the Ooh. end of last season this all yeah, started, it was. wasn't it? Yeah, he's probably I think it was like he? halfway through the year, wasn't it? It was, yeah, well, it, was it was early last that, year. Yeah. yeah. I think it was possibly August, yeah. possibly like summer break time. But I thought there was like rumblings. You know, there was talks about it quite early on before even a deal was done. Because McLaren made the shit idea of announcing that they'd signed James Key before James Key had decided to tell Toro Rosso he was leaving. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and also not all that long after he'd signed a two-year contract with Toro Rosso. Yeah. That reminds me of splitting up with a girlfriend by texting my, fr- uh, by texting my friend but accidentally her telling my friend I was splitting up with her. Oops. That's not going to work. It did. Oh, it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it probably worked a bit too well. But back to McLaren, I'm hopeful about this be- this year for them because the car does lo- does look and seem to be a lot more reliable and stable than it was last season. It does, but it seems to be slow on the long run pace. The long run pace has it just above Williams when you when you correct the like the fuel corrections and stuff like that on Autosport. <sighs> fuel corrections that takes me back about three years yeah. or so. <laughs> But yeah, I I I was really I was really excited watching um, uh, what what McLaren was doing, and then I had it explained to me by some by people that knew what was going on, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not quite as excited now. Yeah, the short run pace seems good. The long run pace is. The, not I so think good. the thing is they look they look in the pack now, but they're not they're not the front. Though of course the thing to remember is it's testing. They're yes. doing tests. They're yeah. not. Going out to prove who has the fastest no, car, this and this is, is true. true of any team. Any team could be going out there with such a basic setup. Going, this is how we expect the car to behave. If it behaves this certain way, then we know that what we put on it afterwards is going to work really well, either in test two, yeah, or in, in, when we get to the race in Australia. Bearing in mind that a lot of teams have big updates for Australia. Yeah, yeah that's it. Uh, the um, other thing to remember, to, to, sorry, not remember, but to think is how co- quietly confident Red Bull seem to be. I'm not sure they're quiet about it. I know, I think there's... They're the, going on in, about how awesome Honda is. No, they're going on about how awesome Honda is, but like even even their car, they 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 seem to be doing that, not topping the timesheets things too much, but not being particularly worried about Ferrari and things like that. You know, it's it's going to be one, one way or the other. They're either going to fall back, like what we were saying before, or they're going to be fucking right up there. Yeah. And it, it, would, it would be good to, good to see them up there because then that proves that they've definitely made the right decision with the Honda engines. Obviously, they've had the the year's experiment with Toro Rosso. I think they've made the right decision anyway, even if it's not quite there. Watch now Honda pull it out of the bag and, and, and Gasly wins the world championship. That would be highly amusing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking if Gasly wins the world championship, how many crashes has Max had on the way to not winning it? Mm. Um, I don't think Gasly and Verstappen will get on very well, if I'm honest. Do you know what? I don't think they'll have to. I just How do you mean? I, I don't think Gasly's on the same level. No, probably not, but I don't think they'll get on very well as teammates, you know. I don't think you've got that 
I don't think Max is ready to be the experienced older head within a team. I think you're right. There, and, definitely. and Pierre Gasly is the eager young buck and Max isn't quite ready to have that title almost taken from him. Do you know what I mean? No, he's, but I, he's still the young, fast kid. Yeah. I I don't think that'll matter though if he batters him. If he consistently outqualifies him and consistently outraces him, I don't think that becomes an issue. Yeah. It's only going to be a problem if they're close, especially if mm. one of them's being asked to move aside for the other one. But they both seem to me like the kind of driver who, if something's not going their way, will become very whiny in the media. Oh, I think Gasly might be whiny. Yeah. But oh, I think he will. I be. don't think there's going to be a lot he can do about it. But this is, a, I think, the disappointment of the year this year is going to be um, Dan being proved right by um, Charles Leclerc. I don't. Like we we all ex- we we were talking when that first happened. Like I think people people got very excited about someone coming in and blowing the doors off Vettel, and I I don't I don't think it's going to happen. Just the performance he was putting in in that Sauber late season. I just hope he can carry that race performance over. Uh, he did a very special qualifying lap mm. in Brazil when he thought there was nothing left in the car. Yeah, and and, and managed to get through to Q three. No, no, no. He said, "I'm going to give it one more go," and then went out and you know mm. got it into Q3. Charles Leclerc will win races this season, but he'll only win the races that Vettel can't. And anyway, uh, yeah, but I mean, you've you've got other we cars on the grid as well. Yeah, we said that about Kimi Räikkönen, and he won one race. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bearing so in mind that Ferrari had I, the fastest car for a good portion of that season. Kimi Räikkönen won one race when they didn't have the fastest car, uh, and w- w- Bottas didn't win a race. You know, no. I I don't I think when you've got a driver like Lewis Hamilton in a Mercedes and um, a driver like Sebastian Vettel, even though he he does seem to be like the sheens took off him, I don't think if you're the, their teammates in those teams, winning a race is a given. No, especially as well if Renault if when you've got Red Bull there. Which are so good on aggressive strategies at sneaking at stealing a win. Um, Ricardo himself, just the way he drives, is really good at like grabbing an opportunity to upset and set something mm. if it, if it comes his way. Um, that's why Bottas didn't win a race because the opportunity, apart from the failure, because I think there was one race Baku, wasn't it? Baku, where he got the uh, got the puncture when he. Should have won. Yeah. See, I still think when he had to let Lewis pass, I still think Lewis would have won that race. I, I, I don't think Bottas was fast enough to keep Lewis behind him. I think he'd have just drove around him if he wasn't told to get past. I'm not sure, but Bottas has said he wouldn't have said that in first test that he, he wouldn't have done it the same way now. Just like, well, it's easy to say that now in testing at the beginning of the well, season. That's, that's great if he hadn't have done he wouldn't be at testing this year. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Ocon, <laughs> Ocon would be sat in that car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's dead simple, isn't it? Yeah, because um, he didn't have a contract at that point, did he? Let's mm. be honest. I don't think he. Don't think it was announced was he for twenty nineteen by that point. No, it no. was. Uh, I think it was after after the European races. Mm. He, the, no one has got more pressure on them this year. I don't think than him. He's on. He's on another one year deal again. He's on. He's on a one year deal. George Russell is in the other car, and Ocon. Is sat sat on the sidelines. I I personally Ocon's think, doing tests as well. He's Ocon. got FP ones. Yeah, mm. Ocon's doing tests, and you can bet whose car he's getting. Yeah, he's not getting Lewis's. No, um, <laughs> and I I still believe that. Still believe. Oh, good lord! 
Um, that Ocon, uh, that George Russell. When you look at how how he was in Formula Two, he has a chance of that Mercedes drive next year if he can if he outperforms that Williams. You know, even if he's not winning, but if he's constantly ahead of Kubica and mixing it with cars he can't he can't mix it with. Yeah, because that would be less of a gamble in my eyes. Now Ocon, even if he gets FP ones, will be a constant gamble to put in in one of the top teams next year after having a year out. As I said, unless, of course, Mercedes decide to plough all their money into Williams. <laughs> well, yeah. But, uh, well, you, you that, I mean, that would be an option as well. Ocon well, and Russell do a year in... Oh, no. Oh, Russell, if Russell was to go to Mercedes with Lewis Hamilton and Ocon was to go to Williams, you know, that's, that's a possibility mm. as well. I just, I find it, I find it odd to think that any of the top teams would take a driver on that's had a whole year out. It seems odd. That's why people put. But that's why people go into junior teams. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what you mean. no. It's a very unfortunate situation for Esteban Ocon, but I, yeah, but he he didn't he didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve his drive. But it's still unfortunate. It doesn't change the fact. No, it's no yeah, yeah. So it, it is unfortunate, <laughs> but he kind of brought it on himself. He hasn't been the driver that he was in the first in his first season. No, since the first season, since he was told stop crashing with Perez. Yeah, um, which is not unreasonable. Let's be honest. It's not unreasonable. No, um, but I think I think the position that he was put in with Force India was stop racing. Stop racing Perez as much. He's the one that's keeping the team afloat with uh, what his sponsors are bringing yeah. in. Yeah, you're just ballast. But when yeah. you when you when you're a team and you have to have a constant ship to shore conversation with both drivers about rules of engagement and let him pass so he can have a go and then he's going to drop back and let you through. Yeah, it's not ideal. No, that was Sauber up to last year. Yeah. So we got a second test that starts tomorrow. Second second test starts tomorrow. Now apparently we're going to be seeing a lot of race sims in this one, and most people in the know believe that we'll see a little bit more true pace from Mercedes. So if they're still eighth and ninth, I hope an, so. Look, look for an interesting season ahead. Yeah, or <laughs> or not, as the case may be. Yeah, um, you think it might be a dull Ferrari win everything may, season? Maybe if. If Renault and Red Bull haven't got the job done to the point where they can challenge and Mercedes have slipped back to Red Bull and Toro Rosso. See, what I worry for Mercedes is, and I, I said this last year, and like they didn't have the best car last year. They had a very good car. But James Allison hasn't... He hasn't made the Paddy Lowe Mercedes or the... Um, Adrian Newey Red Bull or the Adrian Newey McLaren and there's all when you look back at the like the Lotus he's always been, he was very good at building a really good car a very a, a race winning a car a solid all rounder yeah but, but that's, not spectacular at anything that's rarely the world championship winning car yeah uh, Mercedes wouldn't have won the world championship last year without a Lewis Hamilton plugged into it I think I think that he was the only driver on the grid last year, barring maybe Fernando Alonso, that you could have put in that car and he would win the championship. Vettel wouldn't have won the championship in that car. Do we all miss Fernando Alonso? I, I, no. No, I do. 
I'll, I'll, I'll miss uh, him when we, when we start racing. I'm missing Alonso at the moment. Yeah. Like, well, apparently he's going to be at testing at some point this week. Yeah. Will he, he be, be in the car? It's, well... Um, the testing schedule says the not. The testing schedule mm. says that he won't be in the car. There's no non-race drivers mm. testing this week. Cool. Just watch now. Carlos Sainz gets a cold on... Or electrocuted. Yeah, yes, there is that, yeah. <laughs> gets, gets Lando to put something in his tea. Yeah, well, yeah, there was that. Yeah, Lando was the tea boy last year, mm. wasn't he? For, like, it, it, just, just quickly, whilst we've gone back to McLaren, the pre-order for the 2019 team wear and that jackets look amazing, Got orange and black, mm. but they start at £180. Motherfucker. If you want, If you want the three and one... It's three hundred and fifty pounds. Does Lando deliver it? <laughs> I don't think I've ever spent one hundred and eighty quid on a single item of clothing in my life, and I'm including suits in that. I'm still waiting for uh, the Alpha. I Mayo bought a team. suit for a thousand pound once. Why? Uh, I was best man for Ben's wedding. And Ben's worth a thousand pounds for a day? No, absolutely not. And I, I wore it this twice. I wore it once to Ben's wedding and against my friend Andy Cook's wedding. And at Andy Cook's wedding, I fell down a spiral staircase and ripped it, ripped the knees out of it. Oh no! Uh, unfortunately, it was pinstripe and off a roll, which I, they couldn't get any more of the material for. I would have just hired one. Mm. Hired a suit. Yeah. Well, it looked super sharp, didn't they? I did. You can do it in a hired suit. I did. It looked super sharp. For was it tailored to yeah. your... Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It was tailored. You just don't strike me as the Barney Stinson type. That's all That's all I can say. Oh, I, I, if I, I would love to be in a job to wear a suit all the time. I love wearing suits. See, well, when you, you wear a suit... You can wear yeah. a suit all the time in your yeah, job. Yeah, but yeah. you look weird and cangy, <laughs> and they don't last very long. When you wear a suit that, that every could, day... That could be your, decora- your decorator's company gimmick. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> when you wear a suit every day, it becomes quite tedious. You don't wear bib and brace overalls every day, do you? No, but but how often, I used to wear a suit every day, and it does become quite tedious. How I'm now often very do you have glad. to iron a crease into bib and brace overalls? I haven't ironed for a good 20 years. There we go, then. But um, Yeah, maybe. No, dry cleaners iron things for you. And then it's all about hanging it properly. Yeah, it is all about hanging it properly. You've yeah. got to have a suit bag. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Three Legs, Four Suits. <laughs> uh, this is just a dire look into my future because I'm going to be going for jobs which may, may require suits. I know a good tailor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the one driving around in the McLaren P1. <laughs> Registration plate. Lee bought me this. <laughs> Let, uh, we'll all be perfectly honest here. Lee if you can get one of them for Peter a thousand Louise. quid, no. <laughs> Putting his kids through college. So we don't really know what's going to happen with this week's testing. Nobody does. Going, going <laughs> that's back because it hasn't going back happened on, yet. Oh, we don't. We can't really predict what's going to happen in this week's because testing. Because it's in that's the never future. stopped us before. That no. is true. Anyone want to go for something bold? I think Flood's right. I think we'll see more pace from Mercedes. If we don't. Yeah. If we don't see Mercedes top in timesheets, or at least at the top for part part of the day, yeah, we're Ferrari a tenth away from Ferrari or above Ferrari with with a crazy McLaren top sort of thing. Yeah. If we see Ferrari followed by Alfa Romeo, expect a lot of front wing redesigns. See, I think Alfa's pace is a bit of fluff. 
I, d- I think they're much closer to the mid-pack. Almost, almost definitely be. the same with Toro Rosso. Yeah, yeah. Bag-sanding them. We haven't got that one in this year No, that, I was just going to say they, they're they screaming Force India to Charles me. Leclerc has used the term sandbagging. He believes Mercedes have been sandbagging mm. in the first test. Mm. And even Lewis Hamilton said, look, we're not we're not going for ultimate lap times at the moment. We're, we're testing everything to make sure that it works. We're following a program that we're given as drivers mm. and the engineers are doing their bit. It would be a crazy thing for a team like Mercedes to lose like a second and a half over the winter. Yeah. You know, that that would be crazy. It would be a bit. Seen as, um, seen as every car was meant to be two seconds a lap slower this year, and as it turns out, this year's testing times are already faster than That's last year's. That's happening, is it? It's already faster than last year's, yeah. and we reckon the sandbagging, you know. That's good. Less than yeah. one minute laps around Austria. I don't think it'll be that much. I mean, what was it? 104 in qualifying was it? Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll be seeing something in something in the 102s in qualifying in Austria this year. It leads to um formula flood as well. The uh like my my worry was less air would give us slower formula 1 cars which would make might make formula 1 look a little bit silly, but clearly a bit less air and a bit more ground effect as well. Yeah. You know, it it would work which is also which is par- partially stolen from Formula Nico Rosberg, if I'm perfectly honest. Shh. But but I, I I believe and Martin Brundle advocates it as well. It's it, I, it's the way. No, no, for, Formula Rosberg. It's the national championship of Finland, Germany, Monaco, Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Rosbergia. There's oh. a man that's got a nice suit or two. Yeah, Hugo Boss sponsorship though, mm. isn't it? There's a man that's got a nice passport or four. <laughs> <laughs> with Britney stickers all over it. <laughs> That's still one of the best pranks ever. Yeah. Who was it that pulled that? It was Mark, Mark, Mark Webber. Webber. Was it Mark Webber? Yeah. When they were teammates at <laughs> yeah. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Put a Britney Spears um, photo over, over his passport photo because his nickname <laughs> was Britney. <laughs> I mean, you, you say a bit of ground effect, but the rake on that Renault, it's immense. It's, yeah. po- it's pointing downhill even when it's on the flat. <laughs> That, that, that seems to be a way Formula One cars go now, not, isn't it? It's, it's not it, full on ground effect. It's, it's just more a, pr- it's more pronounced on the Renault than any mm. of the other cars. They've all got a bit of right. I, but I wonder Renault, whether that's colour though. I wonder if that's a little bit of colour scheme that I, makes it seem more exaggerated. I don't know. You can you can see you can see more of the of the ground, of the ground yeah. under it than you can I, with the other cars. I, it seems I, to be I a think, trait I, with Renault cars as well because the, the the Red Bull was always really rakey as well, wasn't it? Is it Ricardo's personal preference? Do you know what? I reckon we need to ask a technical expert on this. Should we have Scarbs on next week? That's Let's a do good that. idea. If he wants to come. Just one more I'll thing. I'll check. Yes, he does. One more thing on the Renault thing. Does look quite good for the team in that both... Um, and, and they're not doing their debriefs at the same time, obviously because of the testings, but Hulkenberg and Ricardo have both given identical feedback to the team as to how they want the car set up when well, they've taken good. it out. On on on, so so mm. the team. So you don't have drivers fighting with each yeah. other for yeah for changes. No, nobody's pulling the team one way and pulling the team the other way. They mm. both want exactly the same thing, and this was only pointed out to both of them after testing of finish. and said, "Read each other's debriefs." See, <laughs> I uh, I really like Daniel Ricciardo. I think it's very difficult not to like him, but I can't help. There's this little bit in me that wants Jamie Jensen Button to wipe the floor with him. I think Hulkenberg is going to be quite close to it. I do. I you know, it's, it's, and it's not because I, I don't, like Danny Rick. It's not because I don't want Danny Rick to do well. I just think that 
like Hulkenberg has been there for so long with people say like rating him and then nothing happening for him. It would be really not good for him to be put up against one of the what top four drivers on the grid and come out on top of it. I would say Ricardo's probably the third best driver on the grid. I think he is this season. Now Alonso's gone. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. It's, I, I, th- I, think he's, I think he's tied for third with Kimmy. Do you think? No, Kimmy, I think Kimmy still, the, Kimmy still got it. The thing is, Kim, Kimmy on his day is brilliant. Kimmy not on his day is yeah. coming seventh in a Ferrari that can win races. Yeah. Yeah. Kimmy needs a car to work for him. Mm. If the car doesn't work for him, he's no good in it. I think that's what we'll that's what we'll see with Alfa Romeo this year because they are going to make that car for him. Mm, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I. I'm, it's a, it'll be interesting to see if that Alfa Romeo isn't up there. How quickly Kimi becomes demotivated. That'll be interesting. Yes, you can really tell the difference between motivated Kimi and demotivated Kimi. Not by looking at them. But just by looking at times. <laughs> <laughs> See now, imagine being Antonio Giovinazzi and getting, uh, sorry, Giovinazzi, 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 and getting and getting Kimmy's debriefs to read. Is, is that it? It was <laughs> all right. One, one sheet of paper. There's, there's a wheel on each corner. <laughs> He's the guy, isn't he? He's the guy at work that gets told to like, oh, we can you just fill your timesheet in properly? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was here. Yeah. <laughs> One thing, one thing I did find out this week: the uh, official F1 podcast, Beyond the Grid, mm. is coming back in a couple of weeks, and Kimmy's the first guest. Oh, is he? Do good. not operate heavy machinery after listening to that show, <laughs> <laughs> or during. <laughs> yeah. So, um, testing on TV. Anybody catch any of it? I, I saw a good chunk. Nope. I am a complete lazy sod. Uh, when I do work, I work from home, so I was in front of the TV all week. Yeah. I think it worked. Uh, I think it was okay. I I'd caught a little bit at lunchtime catch-up. I think the, the, the way that they did it, it wasn't sort of hardcore commentary and play-by-play analysis. It was very relaxed. It, it struck me as being very podcasty. I think they did a... Yeah, it did was, actually. I think they did a good de- good job with um, not doing the morning session. Which was available on F1 TV, but we didn't get to see it over yeah, here. Yeah, but I bet, this, I bet that helped... Are the sky coverage on the on the, on the on the television because it gave them something else to talk about because they could talk about the morning session during the afternoon session, which they did a few times. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I'd be interested to know what the June figures were were like for it. Mm. Um, I'll keep a lookout on the uh, motorsport broadcasting blog, uh, who seem to manage to get the viewing figures when uh, other organisations don't. Mm. But no, I, th- I, I thought it worked really well because they were having commentators or people commentating on taking the lead role on there that you don't normally do. It. Simon Lazenby is actually quite good when he's not reading off an auto cube, yeah. as it turned out. Craig quite Sla- human. Yeah. Craig Slater, on the other hand, also appeared during the week. Yeah. Who didn't appear? Ted Kravitz didn't appear during the week. Ted Kravitz who also... And the internet noticed. <laughs> well, the internet noticed, but the internet also noticed that Ted got rid of all of the Sky branding from his Twitter account, which is still missing, however. However, today, Sky put another post out, plugging their, subscribe to Sky Sports F1 this year. It's only 10 quid. Read the small print. Yeah. It isn't only 10 quid a month. And who's on the team? Ted Kravitz. Yes, Ted is on Sky F1 this year. 
we did try in vain, very briefly, to get the unemployed Ted, if he was unemployed, to join Three Legs, Four Wheels. Hashtag Three Legs, Four Wheels, one Ted. <laughs> I'm still proud of that that's one. That's a good that's hashtag. That's very good. It's a very good hashtag. <laughs> yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. yeah Ted Kravitz wasn't actually been on Twitter since... Uh, he's been on Twitter once since last year, and that was the Hass launch. And it was no, just... he, he retweeted Sky's thing today. Ah, up um, till this morning, yeah. he'd only been on Twitter once since last year. Yeah, so... Um... But the, the hashtag save Ted appears to have worked. Ted is saved. Whether it's uh, whether it's you know reinstated or just had his contract sorted, yeah. out, we don't know. I think it must, there must be something going on. Otherwise, it would have been nipped in the bud quickly. Doesn't everyone love Ted Kravitz? No one hates Ted, do they? I, I, if I mean, I would say I don't want to speak for everyone here. If you don't like Ted Kravitz, I don't really want you listening to the podcast I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't. I don't think this is for you. Don't think Ted ever ever really shows any bias towards anyone, does he? He seems to love talking to everyone. Mm. Uh, I'm sure people who don't like Lewis Hamilton will be convinced he has a Lewis Hamilton bias. And people who don't like Sebastian Vettel will be convinced he has a Vettel bias. But I think that he is... Says, that just says to me he's doing his job perfectly. Yeah. Like, yeah. But as someone in the pit lane who notices shit going on, yeah. he, I don't think there's anyone better. No. Well, he's been doing that since ITV, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. See, his first year was like 97, 98, yeah, yeah. something like that. 97? 97. Yeah. So, yeah, very interesting. Notebook saved. That's all That's all we really need to... Well, Ted's notebook's brilliant, because it yeah. literally is his notebook. The, but do you know what? I, I generally don't feel things like this uh, about things. You I, generally don't feel things. That's no. just the way you are. But there was a little bit of me thought, motherfucker, if they've sacked Ted, I... I genuinely would like to find another way to watch Formula One fuck Sky off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want Sky anyway. I fucking hate paying that bill. But yeah, the, if, if that had happened, I think that might have tipped me over the edge. What about Formula One TV? Which we still can't get over here, even the highlights package, because, and if anyone from FOM's listening, can you at least sort that bit out and admit that the Alaman exists. It's available on the drop-down menu mm. when you select your country that it's available in. You go to the page and say, sorry, it's not available in your territory. Yeah. Personal, personal we need, we need to fucking stop these things, because, like the like, uh, geo-locking stuff, because like, VPNs... Way to globalise things. VPNs are so easy and so cheap now. There is... Like, if you want to watch Hulu in the UK... If it's going to cost you what, probably thirty pound a year if you really need to see whatever that show is. It, it's fucking stupid. Uh, one of these days it'll happen. But twenty twenty six. But the the problem the, pro- the <laughs> problem is with the way that TV rights deals are negotiated, and we're talking like huge amounts of money because something like uh, the Premier League the amount of money that the UK broadcasters are paying for the exclusive rights, and they can't even show the majority of games, Mm. the ones that kick off at 3 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon because of an archaic British law that says no club football is allowed to be shown on TV between quarter to three and quarter past five on a Saturday afternoon. Strange. That, yeah. You're only allowed to show the cup final or international matches. I can't help but think that the, the Sky deal... Um, is taken Formula One and pinned it 
because it, it's European markets, isn't it, with Sky and, and America? Is it no, not American? They've got F one TV, haven't they? Yeah. Well, no, they've got well, they've got ESPN as well. Yeah, but but I, the, th- the thing is, Sky are in bed with F O M because Sky are providing the coverage to ESPN and all the British coverage to Formula One TV. Yeah, I mean Formula Formula One's such a big thing. I, I don't I don't think finding a a provider would be you know someone to provide the feed would be the hardest thing in the world. You know, to put the put the world feed out to tender, I'm sure there's going to be a couple of production companies that would have a. Go well, no, Form- Formula One actually make all the pictures. Yeah, Sky Sky put the commentary on top of it. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. So, so right, well, that's it, it. Is an easily fixed problem, but like, I, I, it is something like 2026, isn't it? The Sky deals up. I think it is. Yeah. yeah, and I can't help but think that means Formula One is tied up to a subscription TV network, and by the time that's up subscription TV will already be irrelevant because Sky feels irrelevant and antiquated now. I think it's probably because subscription TV, I mean, we're getting way off topic here, but subscription TV is getting that Mm. fragmented because now if you want to watch, and again, I'm going back to football on this, you've got to subscribe to Sky and BT if you want every every game that's available. Yeah. Uh, If you're a cricket fan... Mm -hmm. Um, you've got to have again. It's Sky and yeah, BT yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's split because BT have bought the right, European rights to all the cricket in mm-hmm. Australia, and it's just getting that messed up. That there isn't what there isn't. It gone are the days where even you got Sky, you got access to everything. Mm. Now you need to have subscriptions to two or three different channels yeah 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 to get something um you know if if you're a masochist then you get premier sports so you can watch nascar Mm. or if you're a sadist you get premier sports so you watch ice hockey yeah (laughs) but we digress well we do we do frequently um i think that probably covers everything sort of news related at the Mm. moment oh except to say that the uh the one the thing that dan pointed out to us last week about the gearboxes they are going to be standardised from one supplier from 2021 onwards. That's been ratified. Yes. Um, I think that's a good thing because that will take one area of development away from teams so they can concentrate on other parts of the car Yeah, yeah. with a standardised part. It, it's a boring part as well. You know, it's not, it's not one of the, the bits that I, I would think even your geeky people are into. Well, no, you it's put not different like, gearboxes in for different races. You don't it, you don't take your same gearbox no. that you have at Monza to Monaco because of the the, well, the ratios have, in there. You, I think yeah, the ratios are fixed and yeah. the, the, the ratios the they? ratios are fixed at the start yeah. of the season. Oh, are they really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, the, those gearboxes. Um, each driver selects their gear gear ratios mm. for the year. They make four gearboxes for that driver, and they are sealed with um, an official FIA sticker. Oh dear! Mm-hmm. It, they, that was a while ago that happened. They made a really, really big deal about it, and then it appeared not to matter in the slightest. <laughs> you put a lot of strain on your gearboxes, but you go short ratios early on, and then make them longer as the gearbox goes up the rate. It goes up the gears. Yeah, but no, that, that but your gearbox would explode quite quickly. <laughs> but that that is a thing that doesn't happen anymore. It's all set at the start of the season. Okay. Um, I I personally think it's a good idea. I don't want to see Formula One as a spec series. But some standardised parts would be a good idea, mm. freeing the teams up for things. Stuff that's out of the way and hidden, make it make it all standard. But let teams, 
have their own error, their own diffuser, yeah, their own flaws. Things, suspension. Things, yeah, yeah, things like that. But, you know, even standard, standardise the crankshafts. Because, mm-hmm. you, you know, you they don't matter as much as a front wing does. Especially do. once the gearbox is standardised. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to see it become a spec series like IndyCar or Formula E where every car is exactly the same shape with the same aero kit on there. Yeah. You know. Formula E races have been pretty good, though. <laughs> True, but it's not in the Formula One genes, is it? Because go, you know, for, go, back, go back through yeah, the years yeah, and every, I know what you mean. every car looks different. Yeah. All right, the differences are going to be... Are a lot more subtle mm-hmm. these days compared to the eighties and nineties, but you can still you don't just see a silhouette of a car and go that I I don't know who that is without seeing the, the livery on it. I can't. I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion of, with a lot of people, but I can't help thinking that the future of single seater motor racing is a spec series. That sole job, the sole job of that spec of car is to be the fastest cars on the planet and that to attract the best drivers in the world. And I have to be honest, there are some electric road cars coming out now that are have that contain a lot more power than Formula One cars. Tesla, te- the new Tesla that's coming out will do 0 to 60 in 1.2 seconds. Yeah. Oh God, they even, got, they even managed to drive one of them into space. How fast do you have to go for an escape velocity? About 11,000 miles an hour. Exactly. <laughs> Dan knows things. Um, Dan... You, you've been playing Kerbal Space Program as yeah. well. That's yeah, great, isn't it? <laughs> Got it on a Steam sale just before Christmas. Lads, let me, let me shunt you. <laughs> is it that time? I do believe it is that time. Insert theme tune here. Let us be shunted. <laughs> Who's this week's from? Uh, let me open the fucking app. Oh. <laughs> you go on about how great the iPad is. Where's the psychic link on it? You're having to do physical things. I'm sorry, it's, ju- it's just not doing it for me. This one is from Captain Chaos. Captain Chaos? That was yeah. Dom DeLuise it, in the Cannonball Run. Is Captain his first name or his title? Um, no, it's double-barreled. It's James Captain Chaos. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. Oh. I really, really well, don't care. I... Thanks, Cap. <laughs> Talk, talking a total shunt, by the way, just last week. Um, yes, you do have to change your uh, name by deed pull to Camouflage Hutton. <laughs> <laughs> I was born. Yay. In 1915. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm Paul. Um... <laughs> 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 Hand gestures across the table, everyone. I first imported goods from America to sell in 1929 before becoming the uh, the first in Europe to manufacture my own in 1932. Born in 1915 and started importing goods in 1929. Possibly a company rather than a person. I was going to say, getting your own import company set up at 14. Well, don't forget, back then you only lived till you were 16, so you had to get your 30s in when you were 10. (laughs) (laughs) Renault. He'd done eight years up the chimneys by that (laughs) point. True. (laughs) He had a midlife crisis at six. Imported goods from the States before becoming the first in Europe to make them. Hmm. Renault. 
think we need clue three. Uh, I'm not sure the England's very good here on something, but I might be wrong. My manufacturing operation was in steel socket. Uh, uh, was in a steel sockets. So I'm sure that must say socket. Uh, where. Uh, where ancient manor house of che- of Chesterfield Earl's manor stood before moving to the North Circular Road uh, in Ching- Chingford. Chingford. Uh, Not where, Renault. Where I stayed till 1994. And I'd like a guess. Chingford's Essex, isn't Don't it? Don't all guess at once. <laughs> yes, Chingford is in Essex. Well, it's still definitely East London. Now, the only the only car company that I can think of based in the sort of East London Essex area is Ford. Dagenham, though, that's not yeah. Chingford. Anyone know where Cosworth are based? Northamptonshire. Yeah, mm. okay. And I it think. W- and it wouldn't be Vauxhall because they were formed in Vauxhall. Which is South London. Could it be Lotus? No, because Colin Chapman set Lotus up in the 50s. Hmm. Not Lotus then. Bentley. Yeah, but you know what? We, we we'll get a, let's go with Bentley. We'll we'll get a better better idea as the clues go on. Hopefully, yeah. my product was the world's best selling brand with thirty percent of the world's market. At one point in the sixties, I had fifty percent of the world's market share. Something like Avon tires. Yeah, definitely wouldn't be Bentley. Uh, yeah, I would guess not. A tyre company, if they set up in a steel socket, that a steel stockist. (laughs) You're looking at someone who does stuff with metal. Although, my band. (laughs) Tyres used to have steel innards. Don't anymore, but. Um, I would have been thinking brakes rather than tyres, maybe. Number five. Yes, please. I entered the mainstream championship. Uh, I entered mainstream championship motorsport in 1975 in the Shell Sport F5000 European Championship. I finished sixth and equal seventh in the championship standings. Oh God! We'll remind you, lads, that you are playing against the people. Now, next clue. Uh, where is the next clue? Oh, that's good. This one's not so wordy. <laughs> um, I was F1 for three seasons, 1967 and 1978. Oh, sorry, 1976, the two 1978. That's more than three seasons. Oh, 76. Right. In F1 for th- only three seasons. Some kind of short-lived team. Hesketh. James Hunt drove for him in 75. Uh, you have one more question before I need an answer. Wolf. South African. And James Hunt went to them after he left uh, after he left McLaren. Mm. Hmm? 
I'm warned for I'm warned for protection, and if I fail, the consequences can be very serious and could result in death. Uh, Sparco, racing suit manufacturer. Um, Helmet manufacturer. I'd like a guess. Bell are British, aren't they? Yeah. But they're still in Formula One. True. Um, Get your helmets out, lads. Sparko have been in Formula One more recently. I know everybody uses Alpine Stars gear these days. Or just about everyone does. Yeah, Formula Formula One drivers in the nineties were wearing Sparco mm. race suits and even you know boots and gloves and that. It's going to be something safety related. That was only an F one from seventy five, uh, seventy six to seventy eight. Gaffer tape. That's <laughs> <laughs> definitely still in NASCAR. Yeah. The amount <laughs> they used in Daytona last week. Apparently there was a race last night, but I didn't bother. This one's too difficult. I think we'd have to bank a guess. Oh, we're not allowed to do that nope. anymore, are we? Um, who makes seatbelts? Say belt? Although they've been in Formula One for years and mm. years. Who did it before then? No idea. This is this is tough. Um, it's been a strong start to talk or talk shunt this year. Go Sparko, start. doesn't matter. Yeah, we'll just, just throw Sparko in. I don't think I don't think we've got anything else. I was unveiled at my first F one launch in nineteen seventy six. That's the same as one of the other clues, yeah. but okay. Uh, and it's helped us about as much as the other clue did. <laughs> In my in my three years of F1, I had nine drivers. Out of 48 possible racing starts, I contested 36. I did not qualify 11 times. I had 20 finishes, scoring 35 world championship points. My best F1 result was fourth. My best overall result was second in, in 1976. Uh, it was second in the 1976 non-championship race at Brands Hatch. So probably the International Race of Champions then. <laughs> which I always thought was really ironic. You have the International Race of Champions, which is a non-championship race for champions. Would you like your last clue? I don't think it's going to help us. There is. I, I have a selection of spaffers. He's given four spaffers. I think we'll need at least five of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, spaffer rule is, is one clue. So what we might do is to make it interesting is you you can pick which you can pick a number between one and four and that'll give you your spaffer. Uh, one one of my drivers went on to become world champion. I will specify that was Formula One. <clears throat> I'm going to say now, if you give me a number of foods between one and four, you can have your spaffer clue because I think you're probably going to need it. Three's a charm. Yeah, it is. I'm known for, dura, dura, for dura, durability, reliability, and excellence. Durex. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe this. I, um, I well, think well, it was Captain Chaos I was having a chat with on Twitter. 
talking about bizarre sponsors, and I mentioned I mentioned this in this Twitter conversation with somebody, and they turned it into a total shunt. You could remember that about half an hour ago. Give yourself half a point. I always thought they were based in Peterborough. Well, I, the, I, the London Rubber Company. Don't think I ever had a box long enough to read it. <laughs> Used to go past the factory on the train. There was London Brickworks and the Jurex factory next to each other. Ah. I really do know some utter crap. I'll start doing pub quizzes again. Um, Captain Chaos, thank you very much for that. Yeah. If you want to send a total shunt in, how would you go about it? You can send me a PM on Twitter at a total shunt. And if you want to get in touch with the rest of us, you can get th- at Three Legs Four Wheels or at Dan Dankleton at Flood Twenty One and at Pablo One Hundred. Form- quick Formula Lee update: We are midway through the last race of the winter series because the real twenty nineteen season starts next week. Because that'll mean it's only two um, two shows before the first Grand Prix. Yay! So what we're doing for this one is the nineteen ninety two Williams in the dry. In Spain, I don't think I've told you that last week. So I made it up, made it made it up on the on the fly because I had to do it as a drop in. Um, plenty of time, plenty of chance to get your times in. You've got until uh, next Monday to do it. Might have a go at that. Um, you can send them in on email three legs four wheels at gmail You can send them on a, a private message on Twitter or a private message on Facebook. Um, if you're on PS4. Add me as a friend, Pabstar, and I'll be able to see your times on the screen in the game as well. We'll see who's uh, come out top of the Winter Series next week. Yeah, we will. Mm, Paul's knocking shit over. I'm knocking things over all the time. Uh, Right, we'll be back next week. All being well, we will have Craig Scarborough on the show with us, so expect a technical special next week. That's the plan. And uh, hopefully more guests to come during the course of the year as well. But um, one last thing. There is the extra show that we do every week on Patreon. Um, you can subscribe to that from as little as $1 a month, and it all go, all the money that you subscribe goes straight back into the podcast for things like what happened tonight because we're on a reserve microphone because there's a poorly microphone sat on the desk. That yes, there again. is. Only just come back from getting repaired. Poorly microphone. So, um, yeah, every, every little helps. To get that, you just go to patreon.com slash three legs, four wheels, and you can sign up there. I think that's about it. We'll see you next week. Yeah, boy. I think so. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye-bye.